you have a... Um, I thought, it was, I thought it was really going to be confused about this movie because uh, I hadn't seen one through ten, but... Uh. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> well, hello. Hello. This week, we're talking about uh, a, a movie that is a remake of an actually very old movie. But we're talking about the new. Wow, movie. it's like every movie that comes out these days. A commentary. <laughs> we're talking about Ocean's Eleven, two thousand one, uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh and starring a whole. Starring everybody of, that's ever existed. Right, just a ton and ton of people. Um, so. So just to preface, uh, this has got a 74 on Metacritic and 83 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 77 on IMDb. Uh, so needless to say, everybody likes this movie. Everybody thinks it's pretty, uh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Not great. They don't think it's great. Right. But they think it's good. I think, think it's good. Bradley, what do you think? I think it's very good. It's I, I love watching this movie. It's just so much fun. Something you can put on, don't have to pay attention to, and you just have fun the whole time, whole two hours. Okay. I'm, I always okay. enjoy my watch-throughs. I gotta say, I've seen this movie a couple times. I've probably seen it three or four times. Hmm. I used to feel that way. Oh, oh no. I used to think, this movie's just fun. It's, it, it doesn't have a whole lot to say. But now, now it does. I think it's got something to say. Oh, man. I think this movie's saying something. Okay. And I think... I thought you were going the other way. I thought this movie... I think it turns it from something good to great. Okay, let's hear it. What's it it say? This movie is saying what I think a lot of things are saying, but and I I back this up um, because I think Soderbergh has hit on this a couple times. What Soderbergh is saying... Is he saying, fuck the rich? Fuck the rich. That's what he's saying. This is a, this is a crew. Yeah. We got a, we got a guy who's up, up, you know, we got Andy Garcia. He's a, he's a rich dude, and he's stealing everything from the little man. Gambling is bad. <laughs> and he's stealing all the money from these gambling, uh, you know, these people who gamble. And what does Brad Pitt and George Clooney do? They steal it back. They steal it back. It's like they Robin got a Hood. Type group. They got everybody in there, all types of people, regardless of race, religion, creed. These people are all together. I don't know their religion, so I can't say for that one. I don't know either. But I do know that, uh, that they are getting together, and they, they have to set aside their differences. There, there's, some, there's some fighting. There's some frustration. But what do they do? They, they steal the money. They look past it. They got a goal. That goal is in mind. This this movie, this movie's basically communist. <laughs> this movie, <laughs> I won't go that far. But I will. <laughs> I will say I was just. It, it hit me. I was like, it, it just. It was all on me. Uh, this this go around. I was like, there's a reason why this movie is so fun and so good. But also, I really do think it is like a quality film that talks about like. 
solidarity of the classes and taking down the rich guy. What do you think? What, 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 what uh, do you think? Yeah, I don't think it's that prevalent though. I mean, I, I, I mean, I could, I, I'll I have to rewatch it with that. I, th- I, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't have, a, I've seen it about three times and I haven't really, I mean, of course the rich guy's the bad guy, like of course that, but I don't get the solidarity classes, all that stuff. So well, I don't see time, it. Next, next time, time I watch it, I'll look. I mean, you got, you got, so the, my thought is, right, right, my thought is, is we've got, we've got the, the working man in the case of the twins and we got, we got Bernie Mac. He's, he's, the he's working man as well. <laughs> right. We, we got several. And then we have George Clooney and Brad Pitt who are, you know, they, they, they seem to be a little bit more uh, upper crust. Maybe they maybe there's more, you know, they're, they're the brains of the operation or whatever. And then we even got uh, we got we got what's his name, the guy who uh, the guy who fronts the money. Ruben Tishkoff. Ruben, thank you, thank you. Um, Ruben is uh, he's he's upper class. Don't get me wrong, but relative to Andy but he Garcia, just got screwed by the rich guy. Right, oh. relative to Andy Garcia, he's kind of middle class, I'd say. So yeah. I, I I'm 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 I see it now. Some yeah. Yeah. And and what really what really sold me on this theory was uh, Steven Soderbergh's Logan Lucky, which kind of tells a, a comparable story. It's um, basically the same movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I think Steven Soderbergh is maybe a little bit more on the nose in, in uh, Logan Lucky. He's like, they, they didn't get it this time. I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, they... Yeah, I just really think uh, this, this movie is a pretty progressive movie, uh, something I hadn't really put together. But uh, this time, I really think it is. So um, there you it go. really, really speaks to uh, uh, yeah, a political moment going on. And I mean, this is this is an 01. I would say you know, the the nadir of the bottom of the barrel in terms of progressive politics. 2001 was not a time to be a to be a progressive. And so uh, Steven Soderbergh is uh, he's a real one. He's really out there. Uh, so. Uh, but that was my that's my opinion of the whole movie. Uh, that's like a, that's like an overall opinion. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, something to think about. Next time you watch this movie, okay. I want you guys uh, I want you guys to think of it. And you should watch this movie all the time because it's so goddamn fun. I think that's what is. So have you seen Twelve and Thirteen? I have. I kind of want to refuse to because I don't think there should be them, and the first ones are so good that I don't I don't want to ruin it. It's like Jurassic Park. <laughs> Oh, you've never seen 12? I've never seen 12, 13. Oh. Yeah, I've seen one. This is my third time watching. I do not, I have no desire to see 12 and 13. Yeah, I mean, I I tell you, I've seen them a couple times. They're not as fun. This movie is, this movie's. It's kind of like, it happens, like, I mean, you can't, you can't do it. Do the, pull, pull something like this off once. Yeah, pull it off three times. It's the, it's the diehard effect. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Well, yeah. I would say this one is particularly good, and uh, I, I, I haven't seen 12 or 13 in a while, but um, I do know that this movie rules, and uh, it's super fun, and I think that's what kind of makes it so magical Plus, now. Plus, you get a look at George new- Clooney and Brad Pitt the whole time. Right, right. Uh, we'll talk about the acting in a second. I want to finish one last point about this progressive idea, and then I'm done, is that it's so fun, it's so, to me, understated, that I think that's what that's what makes it really good. If it was beating you over the head with it, that'd be no fun. But it's uh, it's, it's not like Parasite in that way. I don't I don't respect 
I don't respect no parasite bad talk on this podcast. You better get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, so why don't we talk about you know the elephant in the room? Um, What's the elephant? Brad and George's beauty. God. Just so how gorgeous looking. those guys are. <laughs> uh, no, let's talk about the acting. Uh, Bradley, you have a you have any particular performances that there were three standouts for me. Okay, hit me. Three. Uh, one was Carl Reiner. Thank you. God, yes. <laughs> he, he, he was just, the best part of the movie. Every time he talks, yeah, it's amazing how he did it. Rest in peace. It's amazing. He just oh boy. Yes. Carl yes. Reiner, uh, Bernie Mac, I thought as well. That God, you you and I role. we are. That, those are the two that hit me so hard. Those are the two. And then the third one is just because of how ridiculous he was with Don Cheadle. <laughs> I just, his ridiculous accents, his character. I just loved him. I love Don Cheadle in this movie. You know, people really do not like Don Cheadle in this movie because they complain about the accent. But that's the whole point. I mean, yeah, I think it's fine. I don't know. It's not... This, who gives a shit if he can't do a, a Cogni accent or whatever? It's fine. I don't Makes it better, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess if I was, like, English, I would be offended, maybe, but who the fuck cares? They were stealing money. It was cool. With a bomb. So I mean, come on. Get over yourselves. Right, right. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Don Cheadle didn't hit me as hard as he mm-hmm. did you, but I, I tell you, man, Carl Reiner... That dude, it was, it was like you know a fish to water. This guy could just play, Anybody, play that role yeah. so well. He was any scene, so yeah, funny. any yeah. It was, he was awesome. I don't, I haven't seen many Carl Reiner things. Uh, no, neither have I. But boy, this is a this is this this movie is telling me that we should uh, because, uh, yeah, he just like every every time he he he. You know, held his heart, or, or, or the scene where he asks about us. We're just gonna take the money, and, and he, <laughs> I mean, he just had like a way about it. He was so, so good, and I think we cannot, we cannot uh, underrate Bernie Mac here. Another taken. Uh, well, Carl Reiner was very old when he died, so I, uh, I'm not sad about that. But Bernie Mac was very young when he died. Yeah, so he's fifties, wasn't he? Yeah, very young. Um, but boy, I'll never not get a kick out of the the van buying scene. <laughs> he's shaking the guy, and he says, "You you do that for me. You really do that. It's just so good." He's just uh, he was it was magical. He is magical. Both of those men. Boy, oh, it's just it's just too funny. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. They were perfect. Uh, uh, and then might, I think might as well I, call it White Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he was too good. He's too, too funny. Um, really a talent. was a talent. Uh, but uh, uh, outside, of, outside of those, those guys are the stars uh, in my mind. I know people talk about Jordan yeah. Brad, and they deserve it because they're hot as hell. But boy, Bernie and Carl, they are really the stars of this movie. Um, yeah, br- uh, Brad and Brad and George are fine. Uh, they're they played their part. I mean, they they were yeah, they, they, they were the straight men. Yeah, they were fine. 
And the best Brad moment is actually just around Topher Grace. Uh, Topher has a killer cameo. In this I forgot. Episode. Yeah, I forgot he was in here. Uh, that was so fun. Uh, I yeah, I just I, I that's the operative word. This is is they're doing all the things and they're making it fun. That's not to say I think fun is um, sometimes a people use it as a synonym for like poorly made mm -hmm. or poorly executed. Like this was fun. They they were just like not doing their job and they were just kind of joking around. But this movie's fun and like it's super super well executed. But they're making they're they're making fun of things and they're they are having a good time. The the dialogue is like mm, is fun, it's great, yeah. but it's not it's not unprofessional. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, anything like that. And so, like the Topher Grace scene, it's funny that when Topher leaves the room, every everybody's excited about Topher, not Brad Pitt. That's fun. <laughs> it's fun that Topher is like a fucking idiot and he's making fun of himself. That's fun. And it's just. I, I really can't get enough of it. I, I think it's the right execution of fun. Uh, I, I, I really don't... I genuinely... Not genuinely. I, I think that some movies... And I don't want to shit... This is going to be maybe a little bit strenuous, but I don't want to shit on, like, The Lonely Island. But I think The Lonely Island are, like, exactly what I'm talking about. They're having fun, and I think sometimes they're just, like, fucking around, and it's not it's not, like supposed to be serious or it's anything. like an adam sandler movie you go That's have have yeah. millions have your free vacation hawaii paid for you just got to make a shitty movie right they're just having fun on mm. set they're just doing their thing but this movie i think everybody's having a blast and it's like a really sharp script and they're telling good jokes they're giving great performances it is the right kind of fun to be having in a movie mm -hmm. all without sacrificing like Really, anything. I mean, <laughs> any like it's it's not poorly made. It's it's good technically. They they frame shots beautifully. They frame conversations beautifully. Uh, not to mention, they make Las Vegas look beautiful. And Las Vegas is the worst. It's the worst place on earth. Oh, <laughs> Vegas is fun. I love Vegas. No. Oh. oh, really? Yeah. Do you really like it? Yeah. A lot of people do. I'm in the I'm I'm in the minority. Obviously, um, Vegas sucks. But to be fair, you only went when you were under 21. So true, true. Um, but uh, but all, all that being said, and all my negative feelings about Vegas, I can tell you one thing. I want to go to Vegas when I watch this movie. It makes me want to go. Stay at the Bellagio. Look fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do have like. I am curious. It's just the whole Vegas world is different for people like us. Like, why did why, like why are people having all these fancy gemstones given to them while they're at the casino? <laughs> I think it's because I I don't. It seems so ridiculous that you would almost say that can't be true. But I mean, it has to be. Like, they're not just going to put that, that in a movie. Well, I think they could, but yeah, maybe. I think it's so ridiculous, and that is what makes it like a reality for for. Rich people. It's mm -hmm. just so ridiculous um, that it must be true. Because uh, what the hell else are they going to do except for transport fancy gyms or something like that? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's pretty it's pretty out there. And I think yeah, we don't understand. In fact, I have a friend. She used to she lived, she's from Vegas. 
she used to work at a, at a hotel. I should ask her about yeah, that. And see if something like that. I don't know that that would come across her because she was like a, you know, like a front desk person. But maybe. Never know. Maybe. I, maybe she's her story. Um, yeah. So uh, this was uh, so all of that uh, was good. Um, Bradley, was there a their particular moment or uh, a scene that really like stands out to you that you particularly enjoy? Um, the whole heist, pulling off the heist. Yeah. It's just, it's, I mean, it's great. Every scene Carl Reiner, Bernie Mac are in. Um, of, course. of course. It's just because the star, I remember I was so shocked the first time when they were the SWAT guys. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> but now ever, ever since I like watched again, it's like, it's obvious what they're doing because they build it. It was like, oh, is it for practice? He's like, oh, among other things. So it's obvious on your second or third watch through, it's obvious that there's something's up with like the set or the fake set or what they're mm-hmm. doing. But the first time I was, sh- I was shook. Thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. You're thinking like, oh, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about getting $80 million splitting oh, up. Oh, right. Yeah. Does this movie, did it start, did it pioneer the, like, let's reveal it all at the end, but not... I don't know enough to answer that. I I don't think it... I don't... It surely didn't, but for a whole generation of people, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Like... You know what probably... You know what might have done was uh, Usual Suspects. Oh. That was first. That was years earlier. Yeah, yeah. Don't spoil it in case... People haven't seen the Usual Suspects. They didn't come here for Usual Suspects spoilers. Uh, that's 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 a movie for another time. I got that movie spoiled for me, and it uh, it truly changed my life in like a meaningful way. And I, I'm not saying that hyperbolically. I really think it did change my life. Uh, but nonetheless, you're right. I think you're right. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, I, I I too I I love I love that scene or those scenes that you mentioned. Uh, uh, I think I think they're a blast. I think really the standout scene is um, it, for me is yeah anything with Bernie Mac or or Carl Reiner. They they always show up, and I want to talk about one moment though that uh, that really stood out to me uh, this time. And maybe people don't like this line. Maybe it's a little pat, but uh, I really it really kind of hit me. G- gave me some good emotion. Uh, this movie is a lot of fun. But the relationship between George Clooney and Julia Roberts, uh, which motivates a lot of a lot of this, uh, I would I say all of it. Pretty well done. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty well done. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm intrigued in the relationship, and uh, and uh, the moment that I think it solidifies for me as a good addition to the movie is when he's saying goodbye to her, quote-unquote, um, towards the end when the heist is happening. And he asks her, uh, uh, well, and then he eventually asks her, like, let's go away, let's, let's go together or whatever. And he says, does he make you laugh or something like that? And he's, she, stone cold, perfect delivery says he doesn't make me cry damn yeah <laughs> i was I, I i it maybe is it maybe is lame when i say it but when julia roberts says it it's not lame and it gives you goosebumps and i think oh, fuck julia you've been hurt you've been hurt god damn it and this guy uh i just i i 
that scene in particular kind of hit me. I think it's really the only scene that's super emotional. The rest of it is kind of the rest of the movie is kind of flippant and mm-hmm. everybody's everybody's laughing, but that that is the one like really dramatic and I think well executed scene. It's almost like there's a dramatic relief to all of the comedy around them. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite moment of this watch through. I had a couple issues with Julia's character, actually. Hey. Um, so number one is she seems to be a pretty new relationship with Andy Garcia, right? It's not, I mean, it's not probably like super new, but it's definitely a newish relationship. Couple months. Couple months, yeah. Yeah. She shouldn't expect him to turn down $163 million for her. I wouldn't be pissed at that. I'd be like, you know what? I get it. We've, we've been dating three months. We were not in love yet. We can't even kiss at work. Yeah, you know what? $163 million is a shit ton of money. I'm okay with that. But, but he's got insurance. He's going to get this money back. That's, he just doesn't true. like he doesn't like the embarrassment. It's not even about the money. It's it's about the embarrassment of being. That's true. Okay, duped. you got me there. Okay, okay. You might you probably right. you probably you might have changed my mind there. Second also, one you, was she broke up with George Clooney because he was a thief and stole things, but then got back with him after he stole a bunch of money. I, I don't get it. What what changed for her for him? Nothing. He did nothing to make himself different from mm. who he was, and she still ran back to him. I, I don't get that. I think that's 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 pretty fair critique. Let me try to okay. rebut, if I can. It looks like George Clooney. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's a good rebuttal. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say that, um, you know, uh, it's a story of we're not all perfect type mm. thing. Okay. Um, and and so Andy Garcia clearly doesn't love her. No. And to to speak a little bit to your first point, you know, I don't think uh, none of us act supremely rationally in relationships. And so yeah, maybe like a couple months is a bit too soon, but maybe she thought really something was there, and so yeah, uh, she kind of expected more. And so in turn, uh, no matter what, like George Clooney obviously has his proclivity for uh, for being a criminal, but one. He's a criminal. He's like a Robin Hood criminal, right? He's a criminal, but it's he's doing good. He's 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 trying to help the world, at least in this. He's just helping himself. <laughs> and maybe that was the difference. I didn't really get a good, clean idea of if he was a quote unquote bad guy prior to prison. Um, well, he 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 pulled jobs and stuff. He was a robber, like he stole things. So I mean, he did the exact same right. thing he was doing. But the question was: He robbing? You know what kind? Who was he robbing? Obviously, Andy Garcia in this movie is a dick. If he's robbing, I don't know. You know, the children's hospital, then George Clooney's the asshole in that case. But I don't know who he was robbing, and so maybe it was, it was, and we should probably. I think it probably says in the beginning of the movie when he's talking, but uh, when he's talking to the parole board or whatever. Um, but maybe she just recognizes that. He's George Clooney is hurting bad people, um, and he's not hurting good people, and so therefore, like he's cool now. Whereas maybe she didn't recognize that. Uh, maybe so, I still don't buy so, it. 
Maybe that's the new thing. I I, I, I agree. I kind of had that concern, and then I let it go. Cause, uh, Who cares? It's... Cause not not even that. It's just because it didn't it didn't really affect my uh, my my watching experience too much. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, I I didn't think about. It. I didn't spend all night thinking about it or anything. Just I would just have. had to be asked. Now, now um, well, anybody or uh, any uh, any other big moments for you? Things aspects of the movie. We haven't talked. To, we haven't even mentioned Matt Damon's name. Because I think he's fine. Yeah, I know, but it's Matt Damon's in this movie. We haven't talked about him. This is a young Matt Damon too. This is like uh, this is really early. I think I think maybe he had done one Bourne film. Obviously, he had done Little People Hunting. But yeah, this is honestly this is one of Matt Damon's top films, and he's just kind of like whatever. Barely in it. <laughs> uh, he's not, he's a not lot barely of in it, but like. Well, yeah, he's not the star. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I mean, his little his moment with Bernie Mac, like you mentioned earlier, or you referenced earlier, was like really funny, and um, it's it's kind of interesting. Matt Damon could never play like he plays like a um, the kid that they're trying to teach. He's like a, mm-hmm. a cocky asshole, and it's kind of funny to think that Matt Damon was that. Man, he had a lot under his belt by here. He had. Talented Mr. Ripley, Rounder, Saving Private Ryan, and Goodwill Hunting all under his belt. So he's still he's still in quite a bit. Oh, I mean, I think it was damn near peak Mac Damon time. That's why he's in it. Because yeah. uh, I mean, Ooh, I, peak I think, Mac I mean, Damon. Carl that's, a that's something to think about. When is peak Mac Damon? I think it's got to be. It's pr- it, it it very well could be this movie. Mm-hmm. Like in this, this this time, yeah. I think it is. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like this moment was like the biggest Matt Damon was ever gonna get, because I don't think he did anything. Born was, I'll say, born was two. Born was a year later, so maybe born, and then Euro Trip, of course, twenty two thousand four. Uh, you being a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think no, two thousand. I, I think this might be peak. I think born identity is probably peak Matt Damon. I think yeah, that's I think the that's biggest really Matt will ever be, because like Born Supremacy, well, and like Born Ultimatum was a better movie. Oh, no, okay, I changed my mind. Born Ultimatum, because he just did The Departed, and I think I think uh, Born Ultimatum, two thousand seven, was peak Matt Damon. About the Departed. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point. I think this was an this was an early peak. He dipped down a little bit, came back with Departed, and then it's just kind of been. Real lackluster sense. He's good. It's been in the Mar- Martian is probably the big highlight. Thirty Rock. We bought a zoo, of course. <laughs> God, he's really been in a lot of shit, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Still water though. Uh, uh, the best, Fun. the best Matt Damon line of all time that always gets me. Yeah, I'm a doorman. To the sky. <laughs> I always like uh, he's not a hero you know what, you know what he's basically like I, I don't hit birds he says, or something he says what's the deal with Sully uh, why is he such a hero if I was in his position I just wouldn't hit the yeah. birds yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, so 
Matt Damon. Matt Damon's underrated in the comedy space. I don't mm. know. He's not doing any like serious comedies, like you know, big name comedies. That's what he should be doing. He should do a pivot. Don't do Stillwater. <laughs> Still do Stillwater, <laughs> please. <laughs> For the memes. For the memes. Uh, well, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention real quickly that um, the music for this movie kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is perfect. It just fits. The, it fits the vibe n- nicely. It's it makes you move. It's great. It's exciting. It's this and that. It loved it. I think that is a, that is an uh, surely an underrated element of this film. I agree. Yeah, I thought I thought it was very good. Definitely, definitely set the mood just right. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, uh, is there anything else, Bradley, that you want to mention before I wrap this up? No, I don't think so. All right, alrighty. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. This movie's got a seventy-four on Metacritic, an eighty-three on Rotten Tomatoes, a seven-seven on IMDb. Bradley, where are you falling on this movie? I'll give it an eight. Okay, okay, pretty good, pretty good. I give this, this is, this is a nine, this is, this is nine, nine, ten, it's something around there. This is a damn near perfect movie. I don't know that there's anything wrong with this movie, uh, really. Like, I mean, there may be some moments, and I think you could give it a little bit of a hit for, uh, for uh, Don Cheadle's accent. It's fun, it's, it's fine, it's fine, I mean, but it is, it is kind of shitty. But uh, I don't really care when I'm because I'm watching it. I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. But if I'm trying to grade the movie, but this movie is just it's so good. It's so good, and I think it is underrated for its quality. It's everybody really likes it, but I think everybody says that movie's fine. That movie's good. I think this is a great piece of film and will be remembered forever. Alrighty. Well, uh, on that emphatic note, let's wrap it up. I'm so glad we got to do a Matt Damon movie this week because we're doing one next week. We're talking about We Bought a Zoo. We'll finally get to compare these two movies. Everybody, somebody, somebody thank has you. to. <laughs> somebody has to. Everybody, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.